Welcome to the station of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neal, and I'm joined by Dora Madison of Bliss VFW Christmas, Bloody Christmas, and a lot of cool things. Uh, thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. So Christmas, Bloody Christmas is out right now. Um, you've worked with uh, Joe Begos a lot of times. Was Bliss the first time? Bliss was the first, yeah. So how did you come into contact for, for Bliss? Uh, they were just having like castings for um, the role of Desi. And so I was sent the script and then um, Mayak, the casting director, um, asked, uh, you know, my agents if I would audition for it. And then, yeah, I did. I really liked the script and thought it was really cool. And um, yeah, and then it all worked out. <laughs> yeah. What was it about the character or the script itself that interested you? Um, I mean, the script itself is really cool. I liked that it was kind of like an ambiguous vampire story. Um, it's kind of like, I mean, up until the point that she like literally explodes, it's a little bit even up to interpretation of like what's even happening to her. Like if it's really happening or if she's just like delusional, like, and like, you know, like drugged out of her mind. Um, so I, I liked that. And also just like, I think like it is relatable of like when you're, I think especially like when you're a female actor, because people kind of just want you to like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, show up, look nice, shut up. <laughs> Unless you're saying what we want you to say, you know? So like, just like that frustration and also like you know feeling like people like she yeah so it, it was cool you know i i had a lot of fun shooting it and um it's definitely a cool character and um it's one of those things where it's like ki people kind of either love or hate that movie <laughs> but the people who love it like really love it and they'll like i've watched it 10 times and i'm like damn like are you okay but <laughs> well i really like it i haven't watched it 10 times but i i am a big fan of bliss yeah people <laughs> really are like super into it and that's cool and sorry i just realized that my toddler like wrote in pen all over my <laughs> oh no problem it was uh, it was code or something yeah. <laughs> all right i'm just gonna have to like let my ocd die for a second it's just like no bothering problem. me yeah no <laughs> That um, but yeah so uh yeah people really love that movie and um that was the first one that i did with joe and then the next year we did bfw and then two years after that we did um christmas bloody christmas yeah so now you're just stuck with them you're, you're stuck together yeah either uh yeah yeah we're stuck with each other <laughs> so i assume you enjoy working with them yeah joe is really great like he's such a good dude and like him and josh you know they're basically like brothers you know um and it's it's always just very good vibes and especially like you know he really likes to like push the limits to his movies and things like that but the environment that they create on set is just so like safe you know like it, everyone feels like they can really like go all out and everything like that and so um yeah i i really like them a lot now you kill uh abraham 
Ben Ruby and Bliss, and then he gets he he gets a reverse. He gets to kill you and and my boy. And <laughs> yeah, not to spoil Christmas, uh, bloody Christmas, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he uh, he got his revenge on me for sure. Yeah. So, what's Abraham like to work with? I just had him on the show recently, and he was he was really fun uh, on the show. He's such a sweetheart. He's just like a big teddy bear, and he's just like a really good guy, and. You know, he's just like loves making movies and like it's just like good vibes. Like I don't and there's no other way to really describe it other than like the vibes you're always like aces. <laughs> now uh Bliss, yeah, I mean you're really the center of the movie. You're in base maybe every scene. Um had you done yeah. that before? Had you been like the star of a film before? Um, I had, yeah. Um, but not really like that. Not one that I like cared that much about, you know? Um, so it was definitely an experience. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was cool, but yeah, it was definitely like, yeah, I, I'm pretty much, I almost think that I am in every scene. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. It was it was tiring, but it was so fun that it didn't matter. Yeah, I mean the movie itself is very intense. So how physical was the movie to to make? It was, I mean it was just because we had so many shots where I was in the camera, like I was in a camera rig, which actually wasn't like you know it's made for like a like a grip, like the harness and stuff that I had to wear. So like we had to like wrap it around like almost twice and stuff so that it would stay. And then um, the rig, like from like the thing, the harness kind of like that holds the camera, the camera's about like probably like 15, maybe 25 pounds. I can't really remember now, but it's pretty heavy. And then it's like being, it was like being suspended through like with these poles kind of like on an axis so that was intense just because like once you I was in it, I had to stay in it until we were done, um, like shooting that whatever setup we were in. So that was kind of a lot. Um, and then too, just, you know, like we didn't have like stunt doubles or anything. So like that that fight scene with True and I like, you know, it was definitely choreographed and everything, but like that's really just like the two actors like going at it and stuff like and there there was never any like switching out of like no one else was taking falls or anything like that and um you know I think True's like five four so I'm like a good three inches taller okay. than her and like you know like was having to, like jump on her back yeah. stuff so she's she's a tough cookie. Like she, like she was, we were really like holding our own, like in that experience. So it, it was cool. Cause like we were able to like go all out. Obviously we, you know, weren't ever hurting each other or anything like that, but we were just like, yeah, let's really sell it, you know? <laughs> um, and then like, just, you know, every scene, like, you know, that you're eating somebody or whatever, there's like <laughs> types of blood that like, there's like the, scene blood and then there's the mouth blood which was like in like amalgamation of like different corn syrups and food coloring and it like tasted like burnt waffles so like that was pretty 
gross. Like, and too, just like being covered in blood all the time. Like it gets really like cold and wet and like sticky and uncomfortable. So like the whole thing was kind of like an experience, but yeah, like doing all the scenes and like, um, yeah. And I think also too, like the card table, like now that I remember the card table, I was like, I think y'all should like back some of those lights up and stuff. Cause I didn't want to knock anything over. And they're like, I don't think you're going to throw it that far. And I was like, okay, yeah, maybe not. But the table was actually like lighter than it looked. Right. So when I threw it, I actually did really throw it that far. <laughs> right. Or maybe <laughs> so you're stronger like, than you, than you, they, they yeah, call it. Right. I'm like a pretty physically strong person, actually. Like my brother's a strength and conditioning coach. And so like, yeah. And I like played sports like all my life. So even though at the time I was like pretty tiny, I think everyone was kind of like surprised by some of the things I was able to like pull off and like, um, like whenever like the ones like that same poker scene where I have to like throw the table and like jump across the room and everything like that. Like I was, it was another like moment where I was in a harness so I was in a harness and I also had the camera attached to me. And so like, and I think that they may have like attached like a phone or something like that to like, or like by the camera so that we could actually see the playback on it because we didn't have playback since we were shooting on film. And um, so like, the first couple times, like it didn't, it just looked like I was taking like a big step. Like it didn't actually look like I was like three feet off the ground or however many feet off the ground I was. So I was like, okay, like, what are we going to do? And so I was like, okay, well, I think I just need to like lean back really far. Cause the camera was like there. So the camera couldn't see the floor. So you couldn't see that I was like coming up off the floor, you know? Mm -hmm. So like when, it's just like a lot to think about of like, okay, so when they launch me, I have to like, kind of like go really, really, really far back. And then like, in like a split second, like kind of like push myself back forward so that I could actually like, and I'm pretty sure I was landing on Abe. He was catching me. So like, yeah. So that was like that whole thing of like going and then someone like catching me and not also not whipping my body too fast to where like the camera would fly off and stuff. Right. So, and I honestly don't think it took us that many times. I think it took us like probably like three or four. It wasn't like that big of a deal. Yeah. It was kind of fun. It's a really wild effect in the movie. Anytime when you rise up like that, it's uh, it looks cool. Yeah. Well, and when they had like me rising up sometimes, like, so I would have to like, kind of like, you know, like light as a feather, stiff as a board. Right. I kind of, had to like dead man that and so they would put like a, a couple sandbags like on like at my feet so like my feet were up against the sandbags and then I just had to like lay really 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 tight and stiff and the camera guys pulled me up from the harness that was holding the camera so when I was doing stuff like that I was like this basically and just like it's like weird because it's like kind of like you have to like not show like that tension or whatever, like in your face or body really, but you have to like be really stiff. Otherwise 
when they pull you up, like you're not, it's not going to look right. And so they, I had to like, they had my feet up against the thing. So then when they pulled me up, I could just kind of like step off of it. And it wasn't like, it was like seamless like that. So it was always just like a process of finding like those shots and how they would like actually, you know, come across on camera and all, all the effects were practical effects. So, um, yeah, it was cool. It, we were kicking it old school for sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, how, how different is it uh, for you as an actor to film something in, on film? Um, I think that it's a bit different just because depending on your budget, you don't get as many takes to like find it, you know? Um, so there is a bit of pressure, but also like it's kind of precious, you know? And it was cool. Like, at the end of the day, when you'd see all the cans and everything like that, yeah. like with the film and you're like, these are blank and they're going to be full. And then once they're done and they're labeled and everything like that, you're like, these are my precious babies. <laughs> you know, like, so it feels like a bit more like tangible or in a way um, it, it feels more precious, I think. But also like the first um, TV show I did was actually shot on 16 millimeter. Oh, really? I didn't know. That. So, yeah, it was. But, you know, of course we had, I mean, we probably had a bigger budget for one of those episodes than we did for that whole movie. So it wasn't really like a lot of pressure, but even though like the way we shot that show anyway, like we didn't, I, I was used to not having a bunch of takes because Friday Night Lights was a very like big improv based show. And we were pretty much always shooting and with two or three camera coverage at all times. So I was kind of used to knocking out scenes and just like four or five takes from all angles, you know, like, and then one and done. All right. Okay, cool. We're moving, you know, and also too, just like coming from network TV, which is where I got my start. Like I kind of started like in network TV. Mm -hmm. um, it's such a fast moving machine. You know, they don't have like they have to make their days and they're on really tight schedules. So I never have really had that much problem, like just showing up and doing it like because you don't you don't always have the luxury of time. So there wasn't really that much of a difference. Um, but there were you know, there were certain scenes that I was just like, fuck, like, I feel like I'm just not hitting it, you know, but, you know, you run out of time or we, we had, we just had to move on because we had to save film for other stuff, you know, but uh, yeah. And I think sometimes it kind of like can make you more brave because you want to like, you'll get a couple takes like that are like, okay, cool. That's solid. And then you're like, okay, well, we're never going to get this moment back. So maybe this next one, I'm going to like, you know, do something a little different or whatever. And, and a, a lot of our improv moments like made it into the movie and that was really cool. And, you know, um, Joe's more about like how it feels in the end. So like if dialogue gets changed around or whatever, like he doesn't really care as long as the end result is good. He's not super precious about that. Well, I think the dialogue in all this movie seems very natural, which I think is a big part of the movies, um, because then, you you know, you're more into the characters when things start to happen. Yeah, totally. Um, and, you know, and I think what's good about his movies, too, is that, like, even though, like, the, even though the, like, 
situations are ridiculously crazy and not like rooted in reality or whatever everyone is like really really grounded and there's always kind of like undertones of just like real life like with bfw you know people love the scenes with like all those like old dudes just like talking shit in the bar you know and i think that like there's always something very human and relatable about all of his projects um it's not just like gore for gore's sake you know and like with christmas bloody christmas you know like all of their banter about the music and everything yeah that was uh, even though i disagree with some of her takes on movies at the beginning but it seemed like you know so, like a conversation i would have with a friend about you know, liking some obscure sequel better than some other movie yeah exactly and honestly like joe it's really funny like uh i at the like i think desi was his first female protagonist um because i think originally when he was writing it, I, I think I, I don't know that it Desi was originally meant to be like a woman, like when he first got the idea. But I think one of his friends, uh, one of his girlfriends, actually, she's like this really cool, like reporter chick. She was like, I think you should write a female protagonist. I think it would be more interesting. And so it's just funny, like now, like. Uh, after Desi and then Tori and stuff. And I'm like, it, it's just funny because Joe writes the female version of him, <laughs> which is like really funny. And Desi actually pretty much was like the female version of him when it all came down to it. Cause like when we were talking about like the wardrobe and stuff, I was like, I feel like she would just like wear like a bunch of fucking t-shirts that she got out of a merch pile like for like bands that she's done artwork for like she's not a prissy girl at all you know and like she wasn't like we didn't really have her like wearing makeup like it didn't really look like i had any makeup on or anything like that that's just like was it really her it's just she wakes up she kind of takes a shower and (laughs) has just like giant hair and wears literally the same pair of boots like the entire movie (laughs) so yeah it's like she's either in her painting chuck taylor's or she's in her like jungle like uh military boots so like those are actually my boots and like my jeans and my shorts and stuff and then all the t-shirts were literally from joe's closet oh really i know you had a blind dead shirt at one point which i i think was from rotten cotton because i had the same shirt but yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) those were all joe shirts which is like really funny um but yeah because i was like there's just a different feel than if you go to like urban outfitters and get like a shirt that look like that has like a band name on it or whatever as opposed to like this is like you can tell by like you feel it like like the the tour on the back like this is from that tour it's not a recreation you know Mm -hmm. so um yeah that's like there's always the difference you know mm-hmm. and um yeah so i i mean i really like vintage uh clothing in general i like the idea of it i like that you know it's not like putting out like a bunch of like useless crap and like like think certain things like stay classic but yeah i've definitely spent way too much money in my life on 
fucking ratty old t-shirts just because I'm like, it's literally from the 80s or whatever. <laughs> and, like most of my good ones have been like stolen. And right. yeah, what? I had this really cool Megadeth t-shirt and actually this guy that I was dating stole it. I was like, dude, you just pulled a bitch move on me. Like that's my move. I'm supposed to steal your shit. Like what the <laughs> fuck? Right, I right. was upset but i was like that is the last time i date someone that is like similar inside <laughs> like what the fuck like that's what i get for dating someone that was my high you stole my favorite <laughs> t-shirt i wore it every day and i've tried to like replace it right uh-huh. i was like that shirt was like 200 bucks i'm so mad and like i've tried to replace it and i just can't like i haven't found it was like it's not, I don't even like Megadeth. I just love like the shirt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Megadeth is okay. Like they're like, they're not like, it's not, there's nothing wrong with them. It was just like the artwork was like all over it. And it was like one of those t-shirts that was so worn in and like thin that like, I could still wear it as like a dress or I could still tuck it in. And it wasn't like anything. So yeah, that was like, honestly, like when people ask me about my greatest heartbreak, it's, the fact that I will never get my Megadeth shirt back. <laughs> if anyone's listening who who can find uh, a similar Megadeth, uh oh. Hold think, on, oh, sorry. Are. I thought you were so upset about the Megadeth shirt. You just said, it yeah, I just had to. I, I can't <laughs> go on. No, yeah. If um, you know, if anybody's out there, um, JPEG Mafia, if you're out there, give me my fucking shirt back. <laughs> But uh, Pepe Petit says uh, that he loved the fight and it really added a lot of realism. You guys were, you know, really going at it. Um, he also wants to know: Did you sustain any injuries uh, with the wire work? I know. Um, I mean, I pretty much got like really beat up, like on that set. Like I was always like I like you know skins, knees, and bruises. But no, I I mean I've never like broken a bone. Like I'm like. I'm like a very sturdy, practical human. <laughs> like, uh, I have a very like utilitarian physique, I would say, because it's like, it's not really easy to like blow me over. <laughs> I'm not a small girl. I'm like five, seven. So yeah, you're taller than me. I'm five. five. I look tall on video here. But... Yeah. Your hat. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I wear it. It adds like eight inches or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I'm not really like a small girl. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't get, I didn't get like beat up too, too bad. I mean, like at, it was mostly just like in the mornings whenever I would show up again and I'd be like, oh my God, what happened to me yesterday? <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, I no, I didn't like sustain any like serious injuries or anything like that. And I, honestly, I was surprised that true. And neither one of us got whiplash from fucking like, because whenever we were having to do like the scenes where we were like hitting each other and stuff, you know, like there's there's a scene where she's like on top of me and she's like, you know, and we were trying to get like the punches right to where it actually looked like they were connecting, yeah. you know. And so like I'm like kind of like sitting up in a crunch position because we're on a concrete floor. So I'm sitting up in a crunch position and like having to like whip my own head back like over and over and over without like hitting my head like on the actual concrete right. so, like 
in a crunch position, whipping my head around. So like, yeah, but I was really surprised. Neither one of us got whiplash because I was like grabbing her by her like weave and like really like throwing her around. <laughs> so we had a good time, like, and you know, all of us are still friends and, um, you know, that's kind of what you hope for when you like set out to do anything. <laughs> so, um, you said you're doing a lot of network, uh, television, um, do you approach a horror movie differently than network than a than an acting role on a network uh, TV show? I mean, definitely the tone is different. I mean, essentially acting is acting, but like the tone, yeah, is going to be very different. Like depending on what your role is, like in the horror film and everything like that. But it also, do you know, kind of just depends because I've done horror films where like. I wasn't like the anti-hero or villain, but like one of the victims or like what, you know, is like the killer's love interest who ends up right. killing me in the end. And so like the way I approached that was just kind of like, cause she's, cause I was like, cause so I did this movie called um, all that we destroy, I think is what it was called. Yeah. It was a Blumhouse uh, like movie of the week for the into the dark series on okay, Hulu. Yeah. Um, and so like my character, I think her name was Marissa. Um, she, you know, she's kind of like literally she's in her own, like she's thinking she's in like a, ro like a cute, neat, romantic comedy situation. <laughs> and then it turns out like, you know, in the end she ends up, you know, kind of like becoming like one of this, one of the you know killers victims and stuff even though she starts out like as his like love interest basically you know so she's kind of like living in her own world so she, she, all of the suspense and everything like that kind of just get gets baked in at the end and she just kind of thinks she has like a sketchy boyfriend she's like who's this chick at your house like oh you've got a girlfriend and it's like no that's the clone that my mom made for me that i get to murder every day and you're like Dun dun, what? You know, so um yeah, spoiler alert, but like that movie's been out for five years. So if you haven't seen it yet, like sorry. <laughs> uh Pepe Potit. Oh, he just says that he he lost concert shirts as well. Uh Mr. Creepy, did you have any cool Rhode Island did Joe have any uh cool Rhode Island stories? Uh I, I yeah, I mean like he, him and Josh would talk a lot about like when you know they were growing up they pretty much grew up together i think they've been best friends since they were like 14 like making movies like in the woods behind their house so yeah but i no, i didn't get too many like rhode island anecdotes other than like they like were antisocial and only friends with each other <laughs> right, in the, right. which that's in, like, not necessarily rhode island exclusives yeah exactly there wasn't <laughs> anything like that special that they were like writing home about <laughs> right right i'm close to rhode island but i uh, talked about anything about rhode island he was just like yeah it's fucking cold like that's like really it <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's very cold here i'm in massachusetts it's it's very cold today it's like 20 degrees out when i was for my walk earlier oh no yeah uh so vfw much different character um which is more closer to you which is more fun to play um vfw was fun because i got to uh do like machete fights and that was really fun and cool and um you know like i i liked that experience and it was also just fun like hanging out with all those dudes like every day and like 
a lot of them had kind of like come up in the industry together. They had known each other for years. The acting community is like pretty small. So it was always just kind of like funny to like sit and hear them like talk and like, you know, just like chat about like their careers and how they all met each other and everything like that. And also like, I think I was just like, I just thought it was cool. And I like asked each one of them, I was like, so what was it that made you love your wife? And, you know, like things like that. That's very sweet. Yeah. Yeah. It was really sweet. Because I mean, all of them, like all those guys are married, you know, so like it was like kind of, you know, you I I like learning from, you know, people older than me. And like, I think like the coolest experience, though, was like Stephen Lang was like talking. He's like there's two kinds of actors, right? And he was like, there's the show ponies and then there's the workhorse, you know? And, and I was like, huh, interesting. And I was like, which one am I? And he was like, you're a workhorse. And I was like, sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is really cool. You know, like, he's like, you like, will get down in the gutter. Like, you're not like some like prissy little girl, you know? So uh, that was like a huge compliment, you know? And also like that, that was really fun too, because I have like this one scene where like, uh, I like punch through the back of his, um, like his back like window in his truck and like have my like machete or like I have like him in a headlock and stuff. And so that's just like epic that I'm like, holy fuck, like I'm like, they have Stephen Lang in a headlock. And it was just really fun. It's fun to like and you feel so like you like even though it's fucking sugar glass or whatever, you feel tough like when you're like punching through it and stuff. It doesn't matter that it's like prop glass or whatever. And so I like that. I, I honestly, I would really like to do like more action films and, um, you know, stuff like that. I would really like to like, you know, play like assassins and soldiers and, you know, like I just, I really like doing like fight choreography and things like that. And, you know, obviously it would be like really cool to, you know, level up and be doing, um, you know, some of those like bigger action films where you are legitimately just like suspended in like cool wire harnesses and yeah. stuff like that. And like doing all the tricks and flips and stunts and stuff like it's fun. And it's like fun to like, you know, for a while you kind of like have to like put yourself through like a little bit of like a boot camp, you know. Um, and yeah, so you're just like getting paid to work out, which is like fun. And it's fun <laughs> to like learn new things like it was really fun. Like uh, during my lunch break and stuff, like I I had a lot of fun, like hanging out with the stunt coordinator and he was like showing me how to like make my fight scenes, like look look really cool and like brutal. And like, I actually like knew what I was doing when I was holding this thing. And the machete was really heavy because we had like that horn handle thing, like added onto it. So yeah, it was pretty heavy. Um, and yeah so it was cool i mean i i really i like that stuff that's like it's really fun and it's definitely like an adrenaline rush and i mean it's like how iconic is it to like go toe-to-toe with fred williamson you know exactly yeah and like, Not get many a couple people can say that, but yeah. legitimately a martial arts master so like that was very intimidating but even though it's only for like a split second or whatever like it's cool and it's cool when you're like yeah like my character just like kicked you like because he's like an iconic like black exploitation film actor you know yeah. so like 
that's that was his whole thing is like doing kung fu and all the fight scenes and stuff and like you know it was funny too like leading up to the fight because he was like totally trying to like get into my head I was like you are like what the fuck you know <laughs> and like when we were talking about like our fight he's like oh no he's like you you, you don't beat me you, you don't beat me. <laughs> bro I literally have you on the ground your boy saves your life you know what I mean <laughs> like so and then, you know, after we shoot our fight scene, he's like back to being like, you know, sweet old Fred. So <laughs> it was like, it was funny. I was like, oh, are you feeling a little intimidated? He's like, <laughs> no, I would kill you. <laughs> and I'm like, actually, I believe it because you, you actually know what you're doing. And I just like have this machete. <laughs> Right. Well, the machete might be the equalizer. Uh, yeah, I think the machete. Would be the I don't know, though. Honestly, like if we actually got in a scrap, like he could probably take me. <laughs> he's, he's still like in pretty good shape, like even though he's like, you know, in his like what, 60s, 70s, like, he, you know, he, he could probably still throw down. <laughs> Did you get to smoke a cigar with uh, with the hammer? <laughs> um, I don't know if I smoked a cigar with him, but he definitely, you know, at some point when we hung out, he probably had one of his own. Yeah. But he always kind of had one that he was like chewing on on set, but no, I don't really like smoke cigars like that. <laughs> right, I don't either. When I, ha I had him on the show, he was a very cool guest, but he would not tell me what brand of cigar he smokes. He said like, Oh no, no, no. He, yeah. yeah. I also think he said that he has it in his contract that he can never lose a fight now that you mention it in, in, in a movie. Yeah, which I thought yeah. Was very funny. And yeah. He doesn't die on camera. <laughs> yeah. So, but he's longevity, so it works for him. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So, uh, Christmas Bloody Christmas, which is on Shutter right now, this is a really fun movie. Uh, I loved it. And uh, what was that a fun movie to make? It was a really fun movie to make. Yeah. I mean, my character's like in the beginning, so I was only there for a week. Right. Um, but yeah, it was a really fun movie to make. You know, the toy store that we were shooting in looked very, very good. And, you know, and, uh, and like Riley and um, Sam, uh, you know, they they were like the new kids on the block or whatever. Like they were both super cool to work with. And like, it was, so we had a lot of fun like getting to know each other and um yeah and then like that and jonah that was the first jonah and them had been friends for a really long time but it was the, my first time like working with him and um he's a super cool guy he like played my husband or whatever and just really funny like he's a comedian like normally like that's mostly like his, what he does is like a bunch of like you know comedy stuff and so we were just like cracking each other up just saying like the most random stuff and like especially like during the sex scene just like making all those ad libs just like really ridiculous and hilarious and like we were just like yeah it was funny it was a fun time yeah your death is uh not to spoil the movie but it's almost uh like through santa cam was is that any similarities to when uh when you had like the uh the camera on you for for bliss yeah it was the same sort of setup so it was like a mat it was a matter of like honing the movement in to be in view of the camera because it was like kind of on his shoulder so he had to like kind of like hold me out like that and so i kind of had to like make sure 
like without looking into the camera, obviously. Um, <laughs> well, actually, the camera was his point of view. So I think it was OK if I looked straight into the camera, actually, right, now okay, that, yeah. that makes sense. Because it was like, yeah, like you might be looking at him while he's killing. But yep. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was cool. And yeah, I was just like kind of focusing and making sure that like I was in view of like the actual shot. Cause if you can't see me, then you're not going to see me die. <laughs> but yeah, so that was cool. And um, yeah, it was fun. And it wasn't like that, the death scene and that, like that whole like chase scene and everything wasn't that hard. Yeah. It was like relatively easy to shoot. Yeah. Um, did you see any of those movies uh, when they were at festivals? Did you see them with an audience? I did. Uh, I saw, I think I saw all of them with an audience. I saw Bliss at Tribeca, and then we had a couple of other screenings for that. So I did see those with an audience. And then I saw VFW when we showed at Fantastic Fest in Austin, I think, is where we premiered that. And then uh, Christmas, Bloody Christmas, we were at Beyond Fest and we premiered at the like the L.A. like Legion Theater. It's kind of like an old like sort of I think it's like a like veterans club theater thing. And it's just like really cool. And it has like like one of the oldest bars like in Los Angeles in the basement and stuff. And so like that was like a really fun party. And um, yeah, I hadn't like been out in a while. So I got a little toasty at the party, but it was fun. <laughs> but the energy of the crowd was like incredible everyone had santa hats on their seat and like every single seat was full it was completely sold out and like horror fans are just the best like like it's like y'all are an easy sell like you you're like, you're just like happy to fucking be there and you're like yeah bring <laughs> on the blood and explosion <laughs> and like every time like a gnarly kill every time there's an explosion people are like cheering and really excited and stoked and so well, i think so horror and comedy are the best movies to watch with an audience because you can interact together yeah exactly especially in a festival setting yeah you yeah. know it's more like a party and um everyone's usually pretty drunk i think at that point <laughs> so like yeah it was it was definitely a good time and um yeah i was really proud of us and too it's just like you know joe was super stoked to like you know have his uh you know have his film be sold out and how like be so like happy to see it and like everyone's always like looking forward to the next one and stuff and so it's good vibes it's a good community for sure yeah um well i don't want to keep it too late but i do want to ask about dexter and uh how you got involved in dexter and what was it like working with uh masuka you know that's actually a really funny story um i was auditioning for like a really like bad western pilot that i don't think ever got picked up or made and in the same casting office and that casting director was like do you watch dexter and i was like no i've actually never seen it and he was like well i legitimately just got a character breakdown today and it was for masuka's daughter and he was just like um you know, I, I, I really think that uh, you would uh, you could play his daughter just because of like my eye shape or whatever. 
Um, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then when I watched the show, I was like, this guy's Japanese. Like, I'm not Asian. And <laughs> I was like, do you know that, right? And they were like, oh, it doesn't matter. It's fine. You're like a sperm donor daughter. So your mom could be anything. And I'm like, but my dad is Asian. Like, don't worry about it. And I was like, okay, well, as long as you know that, like, I guess that's fine. Um, so yeah, so basically, I honestly, I think I was the only person that even read for it because there was nobody in the waiting room when I went back the next day from my audition. So it was kind of like one of those things where it was just like, Hey, there's this part. It literally was dropped on my desk this morning and you should come back tomorrow. And so then I did. And then they called me a few days later and they were like, offered me like the part or whatever and so that was cool and um yeah and then like the whole like storyline of her like working at like that topless sports bar and stuff like was kind of partially my idea like because I had called them and like because at first I was only supposed to be into in like three episodes and then they bumped it up to five and I and like it was after it was after we got the table read for like the when he finds out that I'm like in debt and he's like worried that like, you know, I'm just kind of like after his money or whatever. And he um, offers me a check and I don't take it. And so when I called them, I was like, wouldn't it be really funny if the pervy dude's daughter was like a stripper or something? Cause like, isn't that kind of like poetic justice for how gross he is? And they were like, we were kind of thinking, leaning that way. Like, it's funny that you mention it, blah, 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 blah. And so then like that whole storyline got like more fleshed out and stuff. So I can't like, I I don't know that I can fully take credit for it, but like, because they were saying that they were like thinking that it was probably going to start going in that direction. I was like, why would she turn down the money if she needs the money unless she had some other way to get it? You know? So I was like, how else does a college kid make a lot of money? By taking their clothes off, you know what I mean? So yeah, uh, that was, that was like a fun experience. And the guy that plays um, Masuka C.S. Lee is like really cool. And like, it's so funny, like how it, the acting, like there's so many different ways to get into it. I'm pretty sure he went to like Yale School of Drama and I just like got cast out of a TV show, like right out of high school. So like, I never went to college. So like that, and like, that's just kind of funny, like how people can just like be from all walks of life and all different, like, you know, places in their life and all different types of journey and end up sitting at the same table. Yeah. Um, I, I comes up a lot on the show because um, a lot of my friends make independent films and most of them didn't go to film school. And some people I have come on the show and, you know, they really talk about going to film school. So, uh, but like you said, uh, so it seems like if you know what you're doing or if you're good at it uh, in something like, not if you're a doctor, I wouldn't recommend going to like a surgeon who just, uh, who just yeah. you know, never went to school or anything, but yeah, but, uh, but I think if you, if you're artistic or a good actor, it, it would, I, I would assume it wouldn't really matter what like your credentials are. Yeah. It really doesn't like no one's like nobody cares. (laughs) (laughs) Legitimately, nobody cares. It doesn't really matter. So are you working on anything currently? Um, yeah, I am. I'm working on like a personal project, um, that like I've 
written and developed, like I'm developing like a series right now, but I don't really, I can't really talk about it because I haven't like sold it yet. Um, but yeah, so I'm writing and then, you know, just like auditioning all the time and stuff like that. So have you um, ever uh, written a script before? Is that something new for you or? Um, this is my first script that I've written, but I mean, like I've read probably thousands of scripts at this point. So I would have to be pretty fucking stupid if I couldn't at least pound out something (laughs) just because like I, I read a lot of scripts, you know? So, um, yeah. So it's like my first time, like making like a treatment package and everything like that. But like, it's honestly surprisingly, I like, I don't want to say easy, but yeah, it's surprisingly easy. Like, you know, cause when you make a treatment for something, like it's basically just kind of like a, like a, you know, Pinterest board with words about what your project is about, like a kind of like a vision board for the project and stuff. And, um, I learned what Canva is oh, that I like, do not know what that is. it's an app <laughs> on your phone that oh, okay. you can like, presentations and posters and things like that for so I used one of their like templates on Canva and like replaced the artwork with my own and things like that and um yeah it looks really good and um, everyone's like really likes it and you know it's kind of funny like when people are like do you have any idea well another thing is too is that like I did this movie called Lapsus and like the main actor on that movie uh, his name's dean uh imperial and he's really cool and he's actually a director and a writer as well and he's like written on a lot of like shonda rhimes shows and he's like one of the like writers for that show godfather of harlem and he's just a super cool dude and we like really bonded and he just kind of like thought i was amusing and funny and he was like i really think that you should start writing because like you just like crack me up like in daily life like when you're telling stories i think that you would be a good writer and so i had told him about my idea and stuff and so over the years he's been like checking back in with me and checking on my progress and stuff and he's like you know, it's always validating when people who like are doing it at a very high level are like, this is really good and you need to like keep at it and stuff like that. And he's like, do you have any idea how many times I've been paid to like doctor up a pile of hot garbage that someone is calling a script? (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, and their scripts are getting made. And so he's like, you def like, he's like, like, you know, this is better than half of the shit that I read. That's like going to be getting made. So like, you just need to like stick at it and stuff. And um, yeah. So, um, but I've always kind of been a good writer. Like my mom was a good writer. My brother writes like novels um, that just like for himself, you know, and like, he's like wanting to start self-publishing some of his novels he like writes westerns and stuff and so i usually have him like help me prove freed things and um yeah so it's always good when like essentially when you're pitching stuff like the main feedback that you want to get from everybody is someone being like heck yeah i want to watch that show like what happens in season two <laughs> and all this stuff and like yeah. they like they get really excited and we'll start talking like really deep diving and like asking big questions about like characters and storylines and stuff like that for something that they've never even seen, you know? So, um, 
sorry. Uh, someone was calling me. Uh, So yeah, so that, that's kind of, it, it just, it feels good when, and it feels validating, especially when you feel like you have something that's like legitimately special. So yeah, maybe by this time next year, we'll be talking about my thing that's on TV. <laughs> well, that's very exciting. And, uh, and I hope that that works out for you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of like, uh, I really admire, um, Issa Rae, uh, she is the woman who wrote and developed Insecure, and she also starred in it. And it started from a YouTube series that she had called, like, I think it was like Diaries of an Awkward Black Girl or something like that. And then it got turned into Insecure. And then she becomes like one of the most like powerful showrunners in the industry. And now she's like a fucking movie star. And it all started with something that she wrote herself. And so I just kind of been feeling like, you know, a lot of this world is being chosen and stuff. And so anytime that you can take a little bit of like the power back into your hands to like, yeah, so it's cool. And I, I'm really excited. We're like starting to like shoot like sizzle reel, um, a sizzle reel for it and stuff and getting it all like getting all of our ducks in a row to start, you know, pitching to like networks and things and streamers and things to get it made. And so that's kind of been my focus. And then, you know, I took some time off cause I had a baby and, um, congratulations. Thanks. She's two. And, um, she's like really funny. She's like mean, but <laughs> she's also really sweet, but she has like a very funny mean streak. Like, so <laughs> I, I like her. She's, she's got a lot of personality um she's just like really goofy and silly and funny and like mischievous and um yeah but we're getting we're putting her into like a little like daycare situation because we were like if we don't do something now she's gonna get kicked out of kindergarten like (laughs) (laughs) like, (laughs) i wonder where she gets that from uh but yeah she's super cool and i uh yeah i like being a mom it's like it's it's wild. Like it's definitely, um, an experience. Uh, but yeah, so I kind of took some time to like focus on that, but, oh yeah, I, I did another movie this last year, uh, called big boys. Um, and I'm not really sure when that's going to be out. It's still in like the post-production process, but that that's like a really good, like coming of age story. Um, and I like my character in that. So yeah, I've just kind of like slowly been getting my feet wet and getting back into it after taking some time off. All right, very cool. And where can people follow you to see what you're up to? Uh, my Instagram handle is dot eyes on Dora. Yeah. Um, Cause yeah, whenever you're on set, um, you as an actor, everyone needs to know where you are at all times. So every time you have to, <laughs> and so anytime anybody's looking for you you just like hear everybody over the radio and you can hear everybody's radio no matter where you are and they're like who's got eyes on dora and then someone's like that's on dora she's coming out of the bathroom she just took a massive shit you know what i mean it's like really embarrassing but yeah so that's my instagram handle is got eyes on dora all right very cool this has been very fun to talk with you yeah it was fun to talk with you too thank you so much for having me and um yeah hopefully we have another horror movie to talk about very soon <laughs> yeah, yeah. i watch other stuff but the, the show's a horse but yeah. yeah exactly but you know i love horror and i'm actually you know i'm supposed to potentially be doing another one uh in the next year but it's like it's one of those things where it's not like solid yet so it's like i have some things that are up in the air that i just can't really like 
promote or talk about yet. I understand. But, All right. Yep. Well, that's very exciting. I look forward to seeing you and stuff and uh, seeing what you're up to. Cool. Thank you so much. And right. uh, bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> I'm going to play us out with the tomb of Nick Cage, and I'll see everyone next week. Thanks. <laughs> bye. Bye. Thanks, everybody. We'll be back uh, this week. Um, I've got a few guests lined up. I'm not sure who will be on the live show, but we got some uh, people coming on from the Devil Conspiracy. I just had the director on, um, and I'll be having um, a couple of the actors on, which I'm very excited about. 
Um, I have a guest lined up for Thursday, but they may not be able to make it. So I'm going to uh, wait and hold off on, on announcing who that is. And um, anyway, stay tuned. I know we're going to be doing our 13s hopefully soon. It's it, Things are a little rocky because uh, my brother works a different time now, so he can't do the show at night. Uh, Trist has been uh, you know, working on stuff, so trying to organize everyone. Uh, hopefully we get that uh, done in fe- I think it, we have to do it by February or, you know, within February. After that, you can't be doing a best of 2022 show, you know, in August. So uh, we'll be doing that soon. I'll also be doing the first annual Hades, which will be our uh, best of the year in horror. So it'll be the best horror film awards from 2022. That'll also be in February. Uh, join the group over on Facebook, facebook.com slash group slash without your head horror. I believe it's called just like up without your head. Follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, subscribe here, hit that icon and you'll get a notification every time we go live. I know sometimes here on uh, YouTube, you don't get the notifications, but you have to hit the bell icon. So hit that. You get notifications when we go live or when I post a new show, Um, subscribe on um, Spotify, all the platforms, rate us. And you know what? Help spread the head, share the show, share it out there so people can watch it. You like it. So uh, help the show grow, help uh, get the word out there. Big thanks to Music of the Month, Tomb of Nick Cage. Uh, There'll be a new episode coming up very soon of Neil and Annabelle's Dinner and a Movie. There hasn't been one for a little while. uh, We just did a new one. So uh, subscribe. That'll be right here on this channel. All right. Bye, everybody. You'll see you very soon.